Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease, and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. We're at the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. The damage left by Hurricane Harvey in Texas will be felt for weeks, months, and likely years to come. And the same will likely be true when Irma, currently a Category 5 hurricane, hits Florida. Lavinka Equipment's eight locations in the Gulf Coast region of Texas all experienced some level of damage from the rain, wind, and flooding. General Manager Terry Lavinka says there will certainly be an increased demand for utility equipment, such as skid steers, loaders, and tractors under 100 horsepower, as the cleanup process begins. However, he says, that will be completely offset by the decrease in demand for harvesters and large ag tractors as a result of the damaged crop. Looking back at the damage Hurricane Katrina caused in 2005 offers some insights on the need for equipment as cleanup gets underway in Texas and Florida. Dave Gibson, wholesale manager for H&R AgriPower, recalls from his time with Lashley Tractor Sales in the metro Atlanta area that when flood storms hit the Gulf Coast, the dealership would see an increase in sales activity for skid steer loaders, grapples, buckets, pallet forks, and small tractors. He says it was a good way to purge your used inventory of attachments and machines because there were guys who would buy machines, quit their jobs, and go down there and work for several months. Charlie Glass of Glass Management Group analyzed USDA's 2007 Ag Census data for Mississippi and Louisiana and says the impact of Hurricane Katrina had a significant impact on sales of agricultural tractors, combines, and cotton pickers in those states. According to Glass, purchases between 2003 and 2007 for Mississippi are rather startling. Total tractors purchased represented 19.1% of the total on-farm inventory for the state. Combines saw a meteoric rise in numbers during this time period, with 52.7% of all combines in on-farm inventory purchased during those four years. In Louisiana, 25.6% of total on-farm tractors were purchased during this period. A comparison with the same data from a st the state of Iowa shows something unusual was going on in Mississippi and Louisiana. In Iowa, all categories saw declining or flat sales for the period. Glass concludes, it does appear that tractor replacement during that period in the hurricane-damaged states did show more activity than it did in the state of Iowa. Based on the historical data following Katrina, there's potential that Texas will see similar increases in equipment sales. Greg Peterson of Machine Repeat says there will certainly be an uptick in demand for used equipment, but he doesn't anticipate pricing going up. One of the biggest differences between now and 2005, he says, is how prevalent the internet is today in moving used equipment. Uh, one interesting thing could be if you looked at it from the dealer perspective and dealers with excess used inventory, which would be a lot, or freshly off-lease, late model equipment. So there, again, there's a big supply of used equipment available. Well, one thing we, like our business, we have tools now where that let dealers target message into geographic at the county level. So that would be something I will probably be blogging about to our dealers that we work with all over the country. Like, hey, if you want to let people know in that part of Texas, Louisiana, whatever, that you've got a dozen fill-in-the-blank great for tractors and you want to maybe you it's an opportunity to maybe get aggressive for dealers now there's a tool where 12 years ago it would have been you would have had to know somebody down there 
I think that will be a real difference this time, an actionable point for sellers of used equipment up north to help those folks down there and so move used equipment. With Hurricane Irma now one of the strongest Atlantic hurricanes in history, it's likely that the demand for used equipment for cleanup and replacement will increase in Florida as well. Finally, Gibson warns that dealers and customers alike should be weary of any equipment coming out of Texas as there will likely be people out there trying to sell equipment out of the state without disclosing damage details. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest in the technology corner. Thanks, Kim. Widespread availability of fully autonomous vehicles in agriculture may still be several years away. But in recent years, companies have publicly showcased self-driving innovations, advancing development to the cusp of commercial production. A motivating factor for autonomy in ag is the desire by companies to design smaller, more efficient, versatile vehicles to perform a variety of field operations for farmers. This was a driving force behind the development of DOT, a new diesel-powered autonomous platform which debuted this summer. The brainchild of Norbert Beaujeu, founder of DOT Technology Corporation and Saskatchewan-based equipment manufacturer Seedmaster, DOT is the result of a three-year engineering effort to create a scalable, flexible farm implement while also eliminating the driver. The company unveiled four different prototype platforms which mount to a U-shaped autonomous tractor frame, including a seating unit, 60-foot sprayer, grain cart, and land roller. We caught up with Beaujeu at this year's Farm Progress Show to learn more about the timeline and target partners to deliver the technology to North American farms. It'll happen. <laughs> uh, they, there's so much interest. Uh, uh, there's a lot of steps we're taking. Uh, we're, we're introducing it very aggressively to all short-line manufacturers so that they can, they can develop their technology to, to be mounted onto DOT. Uh, that'll be long-term, very important. And uh, Seedmaster started with those four implements that I talked about. Uh, because Seedmaster had the luxury of knowing about this device for the last two years, so uh, we were able to quickly develop some units that we knew we could manufacture ready for DOT. Beaujeu added that commercial production of DOT will certainly disrupt the traditional manufacturing model. But in his words, today's tractor is obsolete, too inefficient, and there are better production paths to be pursued going forward. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Jack. Agco announced on September 5th that it has finalized the purchase of precision planting from the Climate Court. Just a week before, we visited with Eric Hansosha, Senior Vice President with Agco, during the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois. He says the impact on the dealer network is twofold. This has really got two parts to it. We're inheriting a very strong, professional, capable dealer network from precision planting called the Premier Dealer Network. And we intend to keep that in place and, and continue to follow that strategy. We've also got a lot of Agco dealers that uh, are in key areas for planting operations. And so we're going to be looking for those opportunities where an Agco dealer may want to get more involved in the planting operation and more engaged in this process, selling the white planter and, and uh, aftermarket kits, and look for opportunities for them to get more engaged and, and take on the contract. 
and will continue to mature the Premier Dealer Network. Uh, that's been under you know evolution over the last few years to have some extremely solid, capable uh, dealers in all of the areas that customers need for them to be delivering the product. During the Farm Progress Show, ACO is already displaying planters with factory-installed precision planting attachments. We also spoke with Jim Walker, Vice President of North America and Ag for Case IH, during the show to get his take on the acquisition. He says they're satisfied with the outcome of the acquisition. All I can tell you is, is that we're satisfied with the outcome from the standpoint of the acquisition in so that we have a, a strong contractual capability to continue providing you know the components that we need to both in an aftermarket and in a uh, factory installed. Mm -hmm. So I mean yeah we feel comfortable with it. Despite sluggish sales during the second quarter of its fiscal 2018, Titan Machinery executives told analysts following release of its earnings report on August 31st that its U.S. ag and construction equipment markets have begun to stabilize and improve. As a result, the dealership group says it believes its expense and efficiency initiatives will soon deliver profitable growth. During the call, David Meyer, Titan's chairman and CEO, said, We have early indication that many of our customers are approaching the point of new equipment replacement. We've continued to market a broad range of price points with lease options, flexible financing, and extending warranties to generate demand. We're also increasing our focus on the product support side of the business through our new operating structure and with expanded field service and parts drops and improved parts availability, Meyer said. For the second quarter of fiscal 2018, Titan reported revenues of $269 million, down 3.4% from a year earlier. Its ag segment generated revenues of $138.5 million, which was down by nearly 10% year over year. Sales of construction equipment declined by 6.3%, but its international business increased by more than 26% in the second quarter. Nonetheless, the dealership group, Case IH's largest retailer of farm machinery, reported significant progress in reducing equipment inventories and improving margins during the period. Deere & Company announced late Wednesday that it had signed a definitive agreement to acquire Blue River Technology, a leader in applying machine learning to agriculture. Blue River has designed an integrated computer vision and machine learning technology that will enable growers to reduce the use of herbicides by spraying only where weeds are present, optimizing the use of inputs in farming, a key objective of precision agriculture. While there is some debate over how ready farmers are today for this type of intelligent technology, Beverly Flores, Vice President of Media Relations for Deer, says the acquisition is an investment in the future of agriculture. That's why we're making the investment today in Blue River, is, is we do believe uh, in the impact that this will have on the industry itself. You, you look at what Blue River is currently doing in field testing with sea and spray technology, uses machine learning to identify which plants are crops and which ones are weeds, and then can apply that crop production product exactly where it's needed. So as you, as you think about that and you think about the individual jobs even beyond that, and giving farmers, giving producers that capability to start to get more specific into their operations, to start to answer questions like, hey, you know, I wonder, could I take care of this portion of the field? But now they can start to say, could I take care of that specific plant? How do I make that one plant grow better? And then therefore, how do I make all the plants do better across the field? As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.